Do it. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel. And today, we are back with another episode. We're going to be doing some NFL fantasy football today. Honestly, it's a slow week in sports. We've got, obviously, the NBA Summer League just ended. NFL's in kind of a lull period. MLB All-Star break this week. Cash your bets for uh, a Pete Alonzo Home Run Derby champion. It seems like a lock every year. But, um, yeah, the MLB trade deadline is coming up, so be sure to stay tuned in the next week or so. We're going to be talking about that. But right now, we kind of got not too much to talk about, so we're going to do some NFL fantasy football today. We've each gone ahead and ranked each position with our top 10. So we're going to kind of go back and forth, describe our top 10. So, Mac, I'm going to have you start us off. Why don't you – I think I actually have to enable you to be able to share the screen. But, um, yeah, why don't you share your screen and and start us off with the quarterbacks, which – is that what you started with, the quarterback? Yep. Can you see – Perfect. uh, Yeah, looks great. Uh so this is my 2022 fantasy football rankings. And as Griffin said, we're starting off with the quarterbacks. Uh, if it goes there, oh, there we go. quarterbacks. So I think this year it's pretty clear cut who the number one quarterback in fantasy football will be. And I think that's going to be Josh Allen. Uh, over the past few seasons, he's been putting up tremendous numbers, not only just throwing the ball, but running the ball. He has Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, I think is going to be a big um, part of their offense this year. You go out, you get James Cook in the draft, which I think will help the run game, which will also help out Josh Allen um, throwing the ball. So I think Josh Allen is the clear-cut number one. I think number two is where it kind of gets tricky, where people could put different names. Uh, I decided to go with Justin Herbert, who I've been high in the past few years. Um, and I thought he's gonna have, he was going to have his MVP season last year. Didn't happen, but he put up great numbers, and I think this is the season where he could do it. You improve their O-line. You go out, you get Zion Johnson. Uh, you have a lot of great O-linemen now. You have Austin Eckler, who I think is to be one of the best backs in the league this year. Keenan Allen, you go out, you re-sign Mike Williams, who's going to play a big role in that offense. And I think this is one of the years when Justin Herbert um, is going to really ball out and come along as a quarterback in the NFL, although he already has. I think this is going to be the year where he separates himself. Third, I have Lamar Jackson coming off of his injury. I just think in fantasy football, especially, you have to have a guy who could run the ball as well. You rack up a lot of points like that. And that's why I'm putting Lamar Jackson so high, even after the injury and after losing a lot of their wide receivers. And for Lamar Jackson, he doesn't really have a lot of talent at wide receiver this year. He has Mark Andrews at the tight end position. You're going to have a good run game with J.K. Dobbins and a good O-line. But I really think what's going to separate Lamar Jackson from a lot of these other quarterbacks is his ability to run the ball. I've seen videos of him this offseason. Off it's looking like the injury didn't affect him too much, and I think he's going to put up big numbers this season. Four, we have Patrick Mahomes, and we spoke about this the last podcast. We ranked um, their division. I'm just not sure how I feel about Patrick Mahomes this season. I know he's a great quarterback. He's probably going to end up being one of the better quarterbacks of all time when it's all said and done. But this season, after losing Tyreek Hill and you just have all those track runners at the wide, wide receiver position, I'm not sure how that's going to ma- uh, match up against opposing defenses. You go out, you get Sky Moore, who should be a good receiver, but he's a rookie. We don't know what he's going to be able to do. You still have Travis Kelsey. You have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who we all thought was going to be great. But he, they haven't really run the ball that much. So I think Patrick Mahomes is that guy who could end up being that number one quarterback, or he could fall all the way down to 10 just because of how this offense is set up this year. We're going to have to see, and this is not – to put down his talent at all. I just think the offense looks different without Tyreek Hill, and we're going to have to see how he plays without him. Um, we're just going to see how that develops. 
Fifth, I decided to go with Matt Stafford, uh, your Super Bowl winning quarterback last year. You have Cooper Cup. You go out, you get Allen Robinson. You have a great offense. You're going to have Cam Akers back for a full season this year, hopefully, um, unless he has an injury. We're hoping he doesn't. But Matt Stafford, I really think it speaks for itself. He's going to be on this list top five easily, I think, for anyone um, this year. Number six, I decided to go Jalen Hurts. There are a lot of better quarterbacks out there. But like I said with Lamar Jackson, you got to have that quarterback who could run the ball. And he did that a lot last year, and it paid off. He put up great numbers in fantasy. And I think this year you're adding A.J. Brown to the mix at wide receiver with Devonta Smith. And I think his passing number is going to go up. I think he's still going to run the ball great. And I think this is the year where we see Jalen Hurst develop himself into one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks in the NFL. At seven, I decided to go Joe Burrow. Last season, he put up great numbers. You saw that connection with Jamar Chase. But I really think the big difference between last year and this year, as we spoke about the last podcast, is that improved offensive line. He's going to have more time in the pocket. I'd like to see him run the ball a little more, which I think he will do this season. And I really think that O-line improvement, three new O-linemen up front, is really going to help him out this season. So Joe Burrow, he's a guy where I have him ranked seven on this list, but I can honestly see him going up to that top three position when it's all said and done. Eight, I decided to go Dak Prescott, uh, my Dallas Cowboys quarterback. (laughs) I think the pass game is going to be a little confusing this season. We're going to have to see how that develops. C.D. Lamb emerging as the new number one. Michael Gallup's going to be out those first few weeks. We don't know how Jalen Tolbert's going to play. Um, and like I said with Patrick Mahomes and Sky Moore, these rookies, you could say they're going to be great as much as you want, but each year some of those guys who you don't think will do anything, they're going to be the ones who do something and the ones who you expect to make a big plays and be a big name receiver. They don't do much. So that's why I'm iffy with the receivers, um, especially when they're rookies. And we're going to see how that develops. But Dak Prescott, I think he's to do solid in the passing game, probably not as good as he has been in the past few years. But the one thing I think that's going to make the difference is him going to be able to run the ball more. Mike McCarthy came out and said last year they limited him in the offense with running after the injury. And I think he's going to get back into that a little bit this season. So I don't have him ranked too high, not too low. I think that's a good place for Dak considering his situation. We're going to have to see how that plays out. And number nine, Tom Brady, you're going to always have him in the top 10, no matter how old he is. Even when he's 60 and still playing football, (laughs) he's still going to be in this top 10. He has all those weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Um, He's going to be able to spread that ball around, and there's really not much to say about Tom Brady. They have a good old line, Um, and he's going to put up good numbers. I just don't think he's that quarterback anymore that's going to put up top three, top five fantasy football numbers, but I still think he's going to be in that top 10 for sure each and every year that he plays for the rest of his career. Number 10, I chose Kyler Murray. Once again, his running ability, that's going to be special. I think that's going to be important um, in his fantasy football, not development, but, um, well, how he plays this season. I think that's a good place to put him. You could really put him anywhere from 5 to 10 in this list, in my opinion, any of these running quarterbacks who have that scrambling ability. Uh, Kyler Murray, he has DeAndre Hopkins, of course. They had a few new pieces on their offense. Good running game, which developed last year, and I think that's going to help him out this season. Then I wanted to add a little sleeper in there, and you see it. I added Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be able to develop, especially without Urban Meyer. You got you get Christian Kirk. Uh, you still have uh, Marvin Jones. All these guys, they aren't great, but they're guys who, who can get the job can get the job done. Excuse me. Travis Etienne will be back hopefully for a full year, and I think that's going to help out Trevor Lawrence playing with his college teammate with a new coach and some decent receivers. So Trevor Lawrence, not a guy I think that could jump into the top 10, but he's a guy I think you could go grab late in your draft and he'll end up being one of the middle tier quarterbacks who will um, prove to be a better draft pick from where he was drafted and uh, where he ends up in the end of the year. 
Very interesting. I don't know if I can quite agree with that sleeper. Uh, I'm not too sold on that Jacksonville offense yet, but the sleeper for a reason. Yeah, I guess he really is a a sleeper. All right, here we go. All right. So my number one, I agree with Mac. I think that Josh Allen's pretty much the consensus number one guy. He's got that rushing ability. He's got the weapons around him. This offense is going to continue to be elite. Josh Allen's the best quarterback to have in fantasy right now. No doubt about it. My number two, I'm still going with Pat Mahomes. I, I don't think that Look, you lose Tyree Kill, I think that's gonna this it's gonna suck and it's gonna affect the the Chiefs a little bit. But you got Juju, you got Marcus Scantley, and you still got Travis Kelsey. And, and as good of a player as Mahomes is, he's just not gonna fall off, in my opinion. I think he's still gonna be just so elite. And we've seen this guy have those moments and have those games when Tyree Kill's not doing that. Tyree Kill last year was pretty boomer bust, especially fantasy wise. So Patrick Mahomes has proven that he doesn't necessarily need to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey or to Tyree Kill to have success. He's still got Kelsey. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. <clears throat> I got Justin Herbert at number three. I think he's just – last year I had him really high up. He boomed. I think it's going to be the same thing. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. It's a good offense. Herbert's such an elite talent. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a, a fantastic year. I got Joe Burrow at number four. I think Joe Burrow – he was so good down the stretch last year. And this offense with Jamar and T Higgins, it's just going to be so good once again. And these guys are only getting better. They're still so young. So I think Joe Burrow, I think he's going to have a huge year for fantasy. I think I'm really excited to see what Joe Burrow does. So I'm putting him number four, number five, Lamar Jackson, who I know you have a little higher up. I think Lamar is going to be better. I know that you know, it is concerning the lack of wide receiver talent there, no doubt, but you've still got Mark Andrews. And obviously that rushing ability is just so, that's what's really attractive, especially for fantasy. If you got a guy who can rush for 100 yards and some touchdowns and then throw the ball a little bit, I mean, what more can you like? Obviously, last year, a down year fantasy-wise for Lamar. I think he'll bounce back and be just fine, though. Number six, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is an interesting case. I don't think he's better than these guys, per se, but I think just, again, that rushing ability is just so key for fantasy. And I think Kyler Murray – does have some weapons. Obviously, D-Hop's going to be out for some games. But you still have Marquise Brown. James Conner's there. You've got Rondell Moore in year two. So the weapons are there. Kyler Murray should still have a very successful season. So I'm going to put him at number six. Number seven, Tom Brady. Once again, he would even be higher for me. If, but Chris Godwin, it's just uncertain what the situation is there, when he will be back. So I'm going to put him at number seven just because, obviously, he doesn't have the, quite the weapons that he had at the start and towards the end of last year with AB and Godwin and all those guys and Gronk, the weapons definitely are uh, not, not the same, but Tom Brady nonetheless should have a lot of success. Number eight, I have Aaron Rodgers, who you didn't put in. I know this is a little risky. Everyone thinks that Rodgers is going to have a definitely a down year without Devonte. I think this team's going to be fine. I think you've still got the running back duo and they've got guys, Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, who they drafted. They've got pieces. Alan Lazard, I believe, still there. So I'm interested to see. I still believe Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. Number nine, Russell Wilson. I'm very curious to see what the deal is in Denver. I still believe, though, that Russ is going to have a good year fantasy-wise. He has that ability to run the ball, and he's going to run the ball, and he's going to pass the ball. And He's got three solid wide receivers. We're going to see what he can do with this offense. I got Russell Wilson at number nine. Number 10, running out the top 10, Jalen Hurts. I'm just a little skeptical on him still. Still. I just don't know what the talent is, but again, that rushing ability, Jalen Hurts is going to run the football, and that's so key. And you give this guy, A.J. Brown, 
Devonta Smith, he should have some success. So I have Jalen Hurts at number 10. If I had to talk sleepers, there's a few guys that come to mind. One is Trey Lance, I think could be poised for a really big year. Again, he has that rushing ability and you've got guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel there. So I do like Trey Lance. Zach Wilson, who I know has recently made headlines and around the internet. Um, I do believe Zach Wilson is a sleeper just out of the fact that his weapons this year, I think are a lot better than people give credit for. I think Garrett Wilson's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Corey Davis there, uh, Elijah Moore, and then that running back duo, they upgrade the tight end position. The old line should be better. I think that Zach Wilson's going to have a good year. So some notable guys I did leave off Matt Stafford. I don't know, just fantasy wise. I feel like Matt Stafford was never the most efficient quarterback last year, even though Cooper cup had all those historic games. I, I might be totally misremembering, but I don't feel like Matt Stafford was per se the best fantasy quarterback. So I would just choose these 10 guys over Matt Stafford. And yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I'll let you lead us into the running back position. All right. Let's get to it. Running backs. Let me pull this up. You see it? All good? Yes. All right. So running backs, I think really the consensus, number one, once again, we had Josh Allen for the quarterbacks. I think Jonathan Taylor is that guy at the running back position this year. You saw the numbers he put up uh, end of two seasons ago when he kind of came in out of nowhere getting 30-plus fantasy point games. And last year we saw this repeatedly where he was getting 30, 40 points in fantasy um, almost every week is what it felt like. And you can't really go wrong with Jonathan Taylor, especially with that great O-line, arguably the best O-line in the NFL right now. Number two, I feel like this is a uh, a position where a lot of people might put Christian McCaffrey I'm a little down on Christian McCaffrey this year because of his injuries in the past. So I'll get to him when I get there, but I'm putting Derrick Henry. I've loved Derrick Henry for the past few seasons. And like with Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry has been that guy who get 30, 40 point games in fantasy football almost every week, every other week, he's putting up those numbers. And I think that's what's really important for their running back position. You'd have some other positions that bust during a week, like wide receiver, wide receiver. You'll have a great receiver who goes for nine points but if you have one of these two guys are running back and they're putting up 30, 40 points a game, you're going to have that chance to come back and win some games. So Derek Henry's that number two for me. I just think he's been consistent over the past few years, and I don't want to shy away from that. We go number three, Austin Eckler. I think he's been great this year, and I think this is going to be a year where he kind of develops fantasy football-wise into one of those Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor-type um, players where he's putting up those 30-point games very, very often. They improve that O-line. You have great receivers. I think Justin Herbert's going to be great. I talked about him before. I just think Austin Eckler's going to be one of those top three running backs, and I don't think I'd switch those top three around. Uh, you could put them any way you want, but those top three are going to stay top three for me uh, this season. Four, I put Christian McCaffrey because of that upside, but he does have that downside. I've seen him ranked number two a lot past Jonathan Taylor, but for me, I'm just concerned about his injury history. Even if he is healthy for most of the season, it does hurt when you miss a couple games a season when it comes to fantasy football, especially at the running back position where there's only 32 starting running backs in the league and really only 15 and 20 of them are going to be able to put up good numbers and help your team win. So Christian McCaffrey is that guy who's a little iffy for me. He's going to be a great player when he's on the field, but I think when he's off the field, which I think will happen at some point this season, it's really going to hurt your fantasy football team. So I'd be a little careful Christian McCaffrey personally. I'll probably avoid him but he's going to be that great player no matter what, when he is playing. Number five, I go Dalvin Cook. He's one of those guys who's been putting up great numbers. He could receive the ball. He could run the ball. He'd do everything. He's a really good red zone threat. Number five is a good place for Dalvin Cook, and I think a player that's very similar to him is number six, Najee Harris. 
We saw him put up those 20-plus point games in fantasy football last year. I think with probably a better quarterback situation, um, that'll help him out a little bit. But still, that old line scares me right now. Not the best old line. And once he does get that help within the next few years, I think that's when we're going to really see Najee Harris come about as one of those top, top three, top five running backs in fantasy football. Number seven, I go Leonard Fournette. You talked about it, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they lost a lot of the weapons. Unsure about Chris Godwin. You lost Rob Gronkowski. You don't have AB. So I think they're going to rely a little bit more on that run game. And we've seen Leonard Fournette and what he could do in the red zone. He's a guy you could rely on to score a touchdown each and every week, it feels like. And he's going to be a guy that's going to guarantee you to get at least 15, 20 points a game um, each and every week. And you're not going to really have to worry about that bust week that he'll have. He's a guy that will be consistent for your team every single week. And he's going to be one of the safer picks you can make at running back. Number eight, I go Joe Mixon. And I think he would be higher on this list if it wasn't for all the weapons that the Bengals have. You said they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and they're very focused on that pass offense right now. But they go out to get those three alignment, three new alignment who are very good. And I think that's going to help him out a lot. My concern with him is for fantasy football, it's that I don't know how much of that share he's going to get. There's just too much talent on that offense right now. And if he didn't have that talent, I'd say he's probably one of those top three, top five guys as well uh, when it comes to fantasy football with this new line. Number nine, you have to go or reliable Alvin Kamara. You know, he's going to put a big numbers throughout the season. It might be a little sporadic. You might have that eight to nine point game. Then I don't know where he's going for 30. Um, so he's a guy we've always been able to rely on. But now with this offense, we're unsure to Michael Thomas. It's a little worse right now. We're going to have to see how things play out. Alvin Kamara, though, he's always going to remain one of those top backs. And I think this season he'll be a good uh, running back option for your team. And number 10, I chose Javante Williams. Although you have a lot of great players on an offense, I feel like it's the same thing with Joe Mixon, with the same situation, situation as Joe Mixon. There's a lot of talent there on that offense, but what share is he going to get in that offense? We're unsure, but I think he's a guy that's going to take a big step this year after coming out with a hot season um, his rookie year. My sleeper, I decided to go with a rookie. And I decided to go with James Cook on the Buffalo Bills, Davin Cook's brother. So, you know, he has, he has, he's got that good running back blood in him. I just think it's a good offense for him. It's a gr great offense to begin with, uh, without really a lot of running back talent. This year, you're adding James Cook to that passing game that the Bills have. And I think if you can incorporate him into that, this Bills offense is going to take a huge leap. And especially if they get that run game developing, which I think will happen at some point this season, he's going to be a great option. You might not see that the first few weeks of the season, but I think towards the end of the season, you're going to see some real good play out of James Cook. All right. All right. Um, all right. So <clears throat> moving on. Here we go. Perfect. All right. Running back. So my number one, I'm going with Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry, I think he's just the man, to be honest. I think if you look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor, I still am very high on him. I just am a little worried that, they have a lot of running backs now there. They, they obviously have Naheem Hines, who Frank Reich has said is going to see an uptick of touches this year. They did bring in – who else did they bring in? They brought in – Oh, who did they bring in? They might have, I don't think it was Philip Lindsay. They signed Tyson Williams, and they did sign Philip Lindsay. So, <clears throat> not saying those guys are going to threaten his touches, but I do think that they are going to try and limit Jonathan Taylor a little bit and not push his workload too much. 
I think Derrick Henry is just a freak of nature. This guy gets all the touchdowns. I saw the Colts also last year. They just act a little too cute sometimes for my liking. Derrick Henry, he's the main guy now in Tennessee. They lose A.J. Brown. They lose Julio Jones. Derrick Henry is going to get the ball. I think he's going to have a huge year once again. He's my number one back. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. I still believe Jonathan Taylor is very going to have a very good season, score a lot of touchdowns, rush her a lot of yards. I just – I prefer Derrick Henry. I think he'll get more touches, more volume. So, for that reason, I have Derrick Henry number one, JT number two. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. I think if Christian McCaffrey plays a full season, he will be the number one running back. I don't really have much doubt about that. It's just the injuries that really is why this pick is – why he's number three because you have to account for the fact that he has not played a full season – or really much of any season in the last two years. So you can't really take this guy right now knowing that. It's definitely scary, but the upside is through the roof. This guy, when healthy, is putting up 30 a game. He's just unbelievable. Going to get you eight catches a game, rush your 100 yards a game. Christian McCaffrey, it's worth the risk. He's worth the risk because if it pans out, you got a 30-point guy. It's just if it doesn't and you pick him really high up, like number one overall, you're screwed. So got to keep that in mind. But Christian McCaffrey for me, number three, it's all about health with him. If he was, if, if I thought he would be healthy, he'd be number one. Number four, Austin Eckler. He had a great year last year. I'm a little worried about him. I don't know how sustainable last year's success was, but I think this guy's a stud. I think the receiving side of things makes him so valuable in terms of in a point in a PPR league. This is also, by the way, for anyone who's watching, these are PPR rankings, we should say, or I guess we just assumed they would be PPR. But Austin Eckler, this guy scores touchdowns. Sure, at times he's not going to run the ball as much as a workhorse like a Derrick Henry, a Jonathan Taylor. But the receiving upside is there. And he's one of the main main components and most important pieces in that L.A. Chargers offense. I have no doubt he'll have a huge year once again. Even though I just kind of said I'm a little worried about the success, I do believe he'll still have a, a good year. Just I don't know if he'll quite be what he did last year. Number five, Najee Harris. I think Najee... He's going to probably have a, another good year. I think he'll be less touches, but an improvement in production, if that makes sense. Like, I think he's going to be better in terms of yards per carry and just efficiency. I don't think he'll get as many touches as he did last year. This guy's a beast, though. He can work in the passing game. You now have, obviously, it's interesting because you have Mr. Checkdown and Big Ben. So you wonder if that will reduce his, his receiving upside of things because obviously Big Ben couldn't really throw the ball more than 10 yards. So, Najee Harris almost seemed to always be the guy he, he threw to, but we'll see what happens in terms of the receiving side. But Najee Harris, I think one thing to expect is more touchdowns this year and more, more rushing yards. I think Najee Harris is going to have a very good year. He's my number five. Number six, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is an interesting guy because he has those weeks and he has those moments where he looks like the best fantasy running back. He's another guy where injuries have been a problem. And the last year was not a good year. He was very inconsistent and did not produce. Obviously, it's a new head coaching, new head coach there. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you the new head coach. But, oh, it's the Rams guy, right? Rams offensive. Is it, what's his name? Kevin, you're muted. I have to check. I think it's Kevin O'Connell. Um, but. Regardless, he said that he's going to be more involved. Kevin O'Connell? Yep. All right. So Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach, obviously we saw what he did there in that L.A. offense, which, you know, makes Jamar, Jamar, Justin Jefferson look really good if he could do what he did with Cooper Cup. But 
Leonard, or not Leonard Fournette, Delvin Cook. I expect him to have a good year. Would I take him in the top five? No. In the top 10, it's a little risky. I don't love Dalvin Cook, but I do believe he's still a fantastic running back, and the upside is absolutely there. Number seven, a guy who I actually just added to my list while you were giving me your running backs because I forgot about him, Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette, the opportunities there, he's going to be the main running back. He's going to get a lot of catches as he did last year. I think he's going to have a huge year. I'm excited to see what Leonard Fournette can do. Honestly, I don't have too much more to say. I think people saw what he can do last year. He put up a really strong year. And I think another year's coming. So Leonard Fournette, number seven. Number eight, James Conner. I think James Conner is due for another big year. D-Hop's going to be out for a while. I think the opportunity is there. There's no more Chase Edmonds, that little pass. So the rushing attempts, the touches are there. James Conner should have a huge year. We saw what he did when Chase Edmonds was out. He really took over and was one of the best running backs out there. So James Conner, number eight for me. I expect a good year from him. Number nine, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon had a good year last year. And I think... Obviously, in that offense, I still believe it's going to be pass heavy, but I do believe Joe Mixon, he incorporated himself into the passing game well, and he really had a strong rushing season last year. So I'm excited to see what he can do at the end of the day, though. Number nine, not not quite at the level of some of these guys, probably a guy you would target in the second round. Definitely a good pick. And number 10, Alvin Kamara, who his stock has fallen a little bit in recent years. He was injured last year, didn't have quite the season. But this year, Jameis Winston, he's coming back healthy. And I think it's really going to benefit him now that Michael Thomas is hopefully, we haven't really heard much about Michael Thomas, to be honest. Who knows what the deal is, but I'm expecting that Michael Thomas will be back. You bring in Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. Now, all of a sudden, there's still going to be a focus on Alvin Kamara, but last year it just felt like teams were just honing in on this guy and he had no room to breathe almost. Now I feel like the opportunity is going to be there a little bit more. I think he should see an uptick in volume, an uptick in production, so I'm excited to see what he can do. I think last year really affected him when Jameis went down and then that team was never really the same. You never had Michael Thomas. The receivers were so bad. So this year, a whole new offense, a lot of talent now. And I think Alvin Kamara could have a really good year. He honestly could be a top five running back. I just have to put him at 10 because, you know, there's a little worry that he might be heading towards past his prime territory. If I had to give a sleeper at running back, <sighs> Kenneth Walker's a guy who comes to mind. With Rashad Penny's injury history, I think he could be a valuable valuable uh, guy in Seattle. Brees Hall, I don't feel like as much of a sleeper, but obviously there's a lot of hype around him with the Jets. I feel like one guy who is being undervalued, though, is Saquon Barkley. I do believe Saquon's going to bounce back. I think he's going to have a good year. He was probably one of my just missed, either 11 or 12. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's that's my running backs. Running back is a stacked position, though. I mean, the guys who aren't even on this list, you had, obviously, Javante Williams. Nick Chubb is going to be good. Obviously, Saquon. Zeke could be good. I mean, Zeke really had some good moments. I mean, running back is a absolutely stacked position this year. Can't quite remember a top 10 being this good. So I'm very excited for the running back position this year. Definitely going to be a fun one. Yep. As you said, you're excited for that running back position. I'm excited to see what the top of this wide receiver position is going to look like at the end All of right. the season. And I want to start off a little fancy. I'm having Justin Jefferson finishing as my number one wide receiver this season. He's a guy who I feel like everyone loves him, but they undervalue him at some points throughout the past few years. We've seen him his first year in the league. Great numbers. Last year, his numbers weren't as good, but you could definitely see – 
he was a better player than he was the previous season. And he's taken a big step every single season. I think he's putting in that work in the offseason. And I have no doubt with the new coach, as we talked about, Kevin O'Connell, um, Kirk Cousins, who's been getting him the ball very well recently. I think Justin Jefferson, after the end of the season, he might not even just be the top fantasy football wide receiver. I think people are going to start talking about him as one of the top, if not the top, wide receiver in the league. Number two, Cooper Cup. We saw what he did last year. There's really not much to talk about with him. Basically the same offense, if not improved, now that you have, now that you have Cam Akers back. Uh, yeah, really not much to talk about with Cooper Cup. He's going to be one of those top receivers once again. Number three, Jamar Chase going into his rookie or sophomore season. We saw what he did as a rookie, and I feel like it might be the same thing we saw with Justin Jefferson, well, where he improves a lot in that second season. Numbers might not be as good, and it might be hard to compare his numbers from this season to last season after what they did. But he's going to be one of those top four or one of those top three, top five receivers this year. Number four, I go to Devontae Adams. You're changing quarterbacks. You go from Aaron Rodgers. You're going into a new offense with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a great quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like the Raiders this year, they have a lot more talent, a lot of players that can spread the ball around to. And I think that might affect Devontae Adams a little bit because he's a guy I would normally have as the number one receiver. Um, and I've had him, I think, as number one for like the past two seasons. But this year, he drops the four. He's still going to be one of those best players. And I think he still could end up being the number one fantasy football wide receiver. I just think there's a good amount of talent on that Raiders offense. So the ball's going to have to be spread around a little bit more. And Devontae Adams is going to have to get used to his new quarterback. Number five, this is where I think your face is going to be. You're going to make some weird face after you see this and hear this. CeeDee Lamb, um, I don't think he might – I don't think he's there talent-wise compared to the guys below him. But I do think fantasy football-wise, I think he put up these numbers. Like, I think he put top five numbers in as a wide receiver within fantasy football. He's going to be the guy there in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott. We're not sure how they're going to run the ball. We've seen Zeke. Everyone's hoping he's going to be good the past few seasons, and it hasn't worked out. So they've relied a lot on the passing game. And I think CeeDee Lamb's going to have to step up in a big way, and I think it's going to be in that way that Jerry Jones said a few years ago when he got drafted. He's going to have to be that number one guy, and I think he'll be one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I think this is the year where he has to prove that. He's going to get the ball in a lot of different ways. We saw them start doing that last year. Jet sweeps, screens, all these little ways just to get on that ball. And I think in PPR this this year, he's going to be one of those guys who can get 10-plus catches a game at some points. Um, so he's going to be a guy you can rely on uh, week in and week out in fantasy football. Six, I go Stefan Diggs. Once again, not much to say with him. I think he'll be one of those top three receivers as well. There are a lot of these guys I think could be really anywhere on this list. Stefan Diggs is one of them. He's been a great receiver for years, especially now that he's been with Buffalo. You have Stefan Diggs. Or not Stephon Diggs, you have Josh Allen, you have James Cook, all these guys. Once again, it's an offense where you have a lot of talent and you're going to try and spread the ball around a little bit more um, to help you win some games. And that's the only reason why I have him at six on this list rather than him being higher. Number seven, we go Debo Samuel. Last season, he put up great numbers, one of the best receivers you could have in fantasy football. And this season, I think his numbers might drop down a little bit. You're going to have Trey Lance. We've seen conflicting reports that he's looking great or he's looking horrible. There's really no in between. He's looking one or the other, and it's kind of concerning um, going into the season what he'll be. But Debo Samuel, you saw, they get him involved in the offense in many different ways, so that's not going to be a problem. But I think the one problem we'll see is in the pass game, depending on how Trey Lance plays and develops, uh, that's my only concern as the quarterback right there. Um, I go down to number eight, Keenan Allen. He's always kind of been that guy who's 
near 10 to five. He's in between that five to 10 range really every single year. He's a guy you could, you could rely on. He's going to get you 15 points a game, if not more. Uh, there's not much to say with him, with Justin Herbert developing and hopefully going to be one of those top quarterbacks in the league this year. Uh, there's no doubt he's going to be one of the best receivers and most reliable receivers uh, in fantasy football this year. And I can say the same thing with Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Mike, Mike Evans is a guy who's put up eight seasons with over 1,000 yards in each season. Um, and he's probably going to do it once again this year with Tom Brady and less players uh, in that offense without Chris Godwin, which we're unsure of, Gronk. So I think Mike Evans is that main guy at receiver this year once again. Uh, and I could see him putting up 15 points a game, uh, like I said, with Keenan Allen. Number 10, I go Tyree Kill. He's a guy to have in the top five normally with Patrick Mahomes. But you're downgrading at quarterback with Tua Tagovailoa. You have a lot of pieces on offense with Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki. You got Raheem Moster now. Um, just a lot of guys, and I think that's the main thing with fantasy football this year. You have to look at the teams who have those loaded rosters and those teams who are probably going to spread the ball around because there are a lot of these guys, big names, but they might not put up the production you would hope to see or what you would expect to see uh, just because of the amount of talent on a lot of these rosters this season. And now my sleeper, I'm going with Michael Pittman Jr., guy on the Colts, who I think is going to take a big leap this year. They have that great O-line and run game, and I think if they get that play-action game, uh, down over there in Indianapolis with their new quarterback, Matt Ryan. I think Michael Pittman will have a big year. All right. It's actually funny. Um, I have the same, not in the same order, obviously, but I believe I have the same exact 10 wide receivers that you had, which is pretty coincidental. I mean, there's a lot of really good, talented wide receivers. <clears throat> so here's my list. I got Number one, Cooper Cup. I still have to keep him number one. I think Cooper Cup, when you look at the production, I don't expect him. I think he's obviously not going to have the year he had last year, obviously. I still think he's going to have a fantastic season. You look at the weapons that they do bring in Allen Robinson, but last year they had Robert Woods, and then they had Odell Beckham Jr. So Cooper Cup still produced with those guys in the lineup. And and I think Allen Robinson's kind of just that 1A, 1B type. I don't think he affects Cooper Cup in a negative way. So – I expect Cooper Cup to have another fantastic season in this Rams offense. He's really emerged as one of the game's best, and he got paid as such, and I would still pick him as your top wide receiver. I think where you pick him is interesting. I wouldn't take him in the top three. I wouldn't go wide receiver in the top three. Or, you know, where does Cooper Cup go? You got to you gotta imagine that after last season, in most people's leagues, he will go in the top five. So would I take him in the top five? It's tough to say. It depends on the situation. depends on what the board's looking like, and – yeah, Cooper Cup number one, though. Justin Jefferson, for me, is number two. I agree with you. I think he's due for an insane season. This kid is just so talented, and I think that Kevin O'Connell offense is going to be – I mean, imagine he can – I kind of alluded to it earlier, but imagine he can do what he did with Cooper Cup with Justin Jefferson. Obviously, they're very different players and very different in their skill set. But Justin Jefferson, I mean, he is just as talented as it gets. This kid, I truly believe, is going to have an incredible season. He's been incredible his first two seasons, so – I expect none, nothing else from Justin Jefferson. I think he'll take another leap forward this year. Number three, I got Debo Samuel, and this is obviously contingent on if he is a 49ers because I think they have the perfect system for this guy. <laughs> we saw what he did last year. He was truly incredible in the role. Obviously, it doesn't sound like he really wants to be a true running back, which I understand. He wants to be a receiver, and he was great at being a receiver, and I think that the Niners need to do a better job of getting him the ball more as a receiver. But the running side of things, you can't just ignore that. Debo Samuel is going to run the ball, and he's going to run for touchdowns, and I think that makes him really valuable. 
I think this offense is going to be good. Obviously, we have to see what Trey Lance does this year. That's a huge question mark. But Debo Samuel, if Trey Lance is any good, Debo Samuel is going to have a heck of a year. So Debo Samuel at number three for me. Number four, Devontae Adams. Obviously, I think most people consider Devontae the best receiver in the NFL. I'd probably agree with that right now. Just fantasy-wise, you look at the, the Raiders, there's a lot of mouths to feed. You've got Devontae, obviously, but then you've got Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of talented players here. So, I, and I agree with what you said in the terms of the fact that Derek Carr is good, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. And in that Green Bay offense, Devontae was also, and I'm not saying he's not going to be the focal point here, but he was kind of, as of those running backs, the sole guy in terms of a passing option. Derek Carr's got two fantastic weapons in Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro in the passing game. So I think Devontae's going to have a good year. I think he's going to be good in Vegas. Just don't think he's quite in that top three right now just because of how many players and how much talent the Raiders have on that offense. Rounding out the top five, I got Jamar Chase. I think Jamar is going to have another heck of a season. The only concern for me is, again, when you're talking about a guy like Devontae, how much talent and around them how much talent around Jamar Chase there is. You got T. Higgins, you got Tyler Boyd, you got Joe Mixon. There's a lot of mouths to feed, same as Devonta Adams, but Jamar Chase is going to be even better this year. I think Jamar is one of the best receivers in the game already. He's going to have another superb season, and we'll see what he can do if he can top his rookie season. His rookie season was pretty incredible, so it's going to be tough to top, but if there's one person that can do it, it's Jamar Chase. This kid gets touchdowns. This is Joe Burrow's number one weapon, and he's going to have another superstar year. He's a guy I would target in the second round. Stephon Diggs, number six. Stephon Diggs is, I think, I'm probably even underrating Stephon Diggs here a little bit. Stephon Diggs could finish as the top three fantasy guy. He could finish as number one, and it wouldn't surprise me. You got a guy like Josh Allen throwing you the ball. <clears throat> I think last year was a bit of a down year, and I think in terms of touchdowns, I'm gonna, I expect a, a, an uptick in touchdowns for Stephon Diggs this year. <clears throat> I think he's going to have a good year. I would still take those top five before him but I do believe Stefan Diggs such an elite talent and with a guy like Josh Allen it's going to be another good year for him number seven Keenan Allen this guy's just consistent that's at the bottom line you can't have a top 10 without Keenan Allen he's as consistent as it gets he's going to get you those points he's good for you know 10 catches a game almost it feels like every game I mean this guy's pretty incredible at what he does 100 yards a game he'll get his touchdowns he's just a good player and with Justin Herbert there and Justin Herbert only getting better. It means Keenan Allen's value is going to skyrocket. So I love Keenan Allen. Wide receiver, I mean, it's so deep. Any of these top 10 guys I can see finishing as wide receiver one pretty much. Number eight, Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is due for – I think he could have a huge year. You look at Chris Godwin missing some of the year. Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette are going to be the main two guys. And Mike Evans could really shine this year. I mean, this guy's a touchdown machine, and he's an insane deep threat. This guy's one of the most talented receivers. Gets 1,000 yards every season. This guy's a machine. I, and you got Tom Brady throwing you the ball. Mike Evans. I, I'm I'm pretty high on Mike Evans this year, to be honest. I think that some targets have opened up. AB's gone. Gronk's gone. Godwin's out. Mike Evans is going to get the ball a lot. And I think Mike Evans is going to have a good year. Number nine, Tyreek Hill. Oh, this one's tough. This one's tough. Tyree Kill, such a talented player, but he now has two attack of Iola throwing him the ball where, you know, Tyreek's saying all these things, but the two we have seen, sure, he's accurate, but it's just not what Patrick Mahomes was for Tyree Kill. You've got Mike Gesicki there. You've got Jalen Waddell. 
I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a down year. I think he's going to have those games where he does have huge, huge games because of how explosive he is and how he can just change the game and, and the blink of, you know, the snap of finger. But I, I don't think consistently he's going to, I don't think he's going to produce on a consistent basis. And it's going to be interesting to see how Tyree Kill coming in affects Jalen Waddle because Jalen Waddle looked amazing last year. I mean, he was really a guy I was super excited about coming into this year. I thought Jalen Waddle was going to be a huge talent. I mean, this guy was one of the best receivers in fantasy last year at the end of the year. But now with Tyreek there, we'll see who is the better out of those two. I, it honestly could be Waddle. It could be Tyreek Hill, though. And we're going to see. Obviously, he got that huge deal. So Miami, they're obviously going to incorporate him. The interesting thing, you do have the play caller. Play caller. Um, <clears throat> my God, why am I forgetting his name? What's the 49 or ex 49ers coach? Mike McDaniel. There we go. Came in the brain. Mike McDaniel, who is a, a wizard. We saw what he did with Debo Samuel. And now you almost have two Debos in terms of skill set with that flashy speed and athleticism in Waddle and Hill. So going to be a fun year in Miami. They absolutely need to make the playoffs. I mean, with that roster and, and the guys they have. Number 10, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, I, I, I do believe in what you're saying and that he could be a top five finish. I think the targets are going to be there. Amari Cooper's obviously gone. He's Dak's number one weapon. I like the situation. I expect him to do well. It's just a matter of if he can handle that pressure as a number one wide receiver because he hasn't had that. He's had Amari Cooper there. He's had Michael Gallup healthy. Now it's going to be just him for a little bit. Obviously, you've got Schultz in the running game and the running backs, but we'll see. I, I believe in CeeDee Lamb. I think if he continues to improve, he could be a top five finish and a, a fantasy winner. I, he could be a, a a key piece for many fantasy fantasy championship teams for next year, but Right now, I put him at number 10. I just need to see a little more before I put him ahead of some of these guys who, I mean, you look at the top nine right now. I mean, it, and top 10 really includes CD. I mean, any of these guys are superstars. You look at any of these guys and you're stoked to get them. It's going to be very curious to see where all these guys end up because all these guys are second round talents potentially. I would imagine all these guys are gone by the end of the third round, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be – I think wide receivers just absolutely stacked this year. In terms of a, a sleeper, I've heard Tim Patrick. I believe that was the guy Kyle Yates said when I was talking to him. Um, so I do like that. I like Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to have a good year. Chris Olave, I, I do believe in those Ohio State boys. Trayvon Burks is going to have a lot of targets this year. So I do like the rookie wide receiver class. I mean, other players I look at. Christian Watson is another rookie who I like in that offense. I think someone's got to get the ball from Rodgers. So, yeah, those are some of the guys I like. It's going to be interesting to see, though, who – there's going to be some sleepers for sure. I mean, there a lot of these wide receivers change, change teams this year. So, there's all kinds of new situations. It's going to be fun to watch for sure. And neither of us – I mean, there's so many good guys. Neither of us have A.J. Brown in our top ten, Terry McLaurin, D.K. Metcalf. There's all these guys at wide receiver. Yep, there are a lot of those guys who I don't know where they could end up in this top 10. Just our top 10 happen to be the same pretty much. Same I know, it's crazy. But, we didn't even plan it. The people are going to think that we uh, we were going off the same list, but we really weren't pretty funny. Yep. And I think running back, wide receiver, these are two positions where a lot of these guys we didn't have in the top 10 
could easily finish in the top 10, even higher than that um, this season, just because of how loaded um, some of these teams, some of these positions are uh, in the NFL this season. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's going to be crazy. And I think uh, you want to go over to tight end, give us your top 10 tight ends. Let's do it. All right. Let's. All right, tight ends. Number one, I think this is a guy I've had stay the same for the past few seasons. It's Travis Kelsey. Not much to really talk about. He's the guy over there in Kansas City. He was even that guy there uh, when Tyreek Hill was there. Um, Travis Kelsey is just a monster. No matter how old he gets, he's still putting up insane numbers, making these insane plays, game-winning touchdowns, whatever it is. He's a guy who makes plays, and that's what you want at any position uh, when it comes to fantasy football. So Travis Kelsey is my number one guy. Number two, Mark Andrews. This year you're having that healthy Lamar Jackson. Hopefully the offense can stay healthy. And he's a guy who could put up similar numbers to Travis Kelsey. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes above Travis Kelsey. It's just Travis Kelsey has been reliable year in and year out. Uh, not saying Mark Andrews hasn't been, but I think Travis Kelsey just has shown he's that guy for a little longer. Um, so I think Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews are the clear two top players for me. Number three, I go George, George Kittle. Uh, you have Debo Samuel there. We're still unsure about the quarterback position. How's Trey Lance going to turn out? I think he's going to be good from what I want to say. Reports have been conflicting, as I said before, but George Kittle has been a guy who's been reliable for the past few seasons. He's going to get you catches. He can do well in the run game. He's just a re reliable player but I don't think he's going to put up similar numbers in the receiving game as Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews this season. Number four, I go Kyle Pitts, and he's one I'm a little concerned about, not because of the player that he is, but because of the quarterback situation over there in Atlanta. You're going to have Marcus Mariota as your quarterback um, this season, most likely. Um, and I'm just not sure how he's going to play. We haven't seen him be that true starter in a couple of years now. Uh, and it's really – we all are really unsure of how he's going to play and how he'll connect with some of these receivers and tight ends. Kyle Pitts for talents there. Not sure how he'll play, but he's a guy, if it does turn out well, he's going to be top two, I think, by the end of the season if the quarterback situation does end up being well for him. Number five, I go Darren Waller. I think I'd probably put him above Kyle Pitts and George Kittle if it wasn't for the fact that, as I said before, loaded roster. Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, as you mentioned. Just loaded roster, a lot of mouths you have to feed, once again, as you said. And I'm not sure what his share is going to be. He's going to be that great player. You're going to be able to rely on him. But how consistent is he going to be with all these other weapons that are there? I'm not sure. He's going to be a great player either way. And I think no doubt he's going to finish top five. Just a lot of mouths to feed once again. Number six, I go Dalton Schultz. He's working for that contract. He wants a big contract after David Njoku messed up the entire tight end market. Um, so I think, although he didn't get that deal done this year, I think he'd be playing to get an even, even bigger deal than he wanted this offseason, next offseason. So he's playing for something. He's playing for that big contract to get that big money, hopefully with Dallas. Um, he played well last year. He's getting a huge share of targets in Dallas, even when they did have all their weapons. And I see this year with less weapons, he's going to be an even bigger part of this offense, especially in the red zone. Number seven, TJ Hawkinson. He's been a guy reliable past few seasons. He's always been one of those top tight ends when we're talking about talent. Um, and I think it's going to be the same thing this year. You still have Jared Goff. Your offensive line is starting to improve. You're starting to improve the receiver position. Um, but TJ Hawkinson, I can't rank him too high just because of that quarterback position and really the lack of 
star talent around him. Uh, still going to be a great player. Still going to get you those 10 plus point games, but I don't think he's the same as he was fantasy wise without Matthew Stafford right now. Number eight, I go Dallas Goddard um, in that Eagles offense. I think it's just going to be, once again, a lot of mouths to feed. You have Miles Sanders running back. You have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. And I just think it's a lot to spread that ball around to a lot of these guys. And the biggest thing for me is consistency. The talent's there for most of these guys. It's just who's going to get the ball this game? Who's going to get the ball next game? It's going to be different every week. And I like guys who are going to be able to put up the same numbers every single week so I don't have any concerns going into um, into a game being like, oh, I'd have to switch him out for, for this other guy because he might not be as consistent this week, whatever it is. I just think Dallas Goddard, he's a great player, a lot of mouths to feed once again. Number nine, Zach Ertz with the Cardinals. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to start off very hot, especially with DeAndre Hopkins out for a little while. He's an older guy, but he is reliable. I'm going to keep saying reliable because that's those are the types of guys that I'm putting in my top ten. He's going to get a lot of targets in those first few weeks without DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And I think if you get ahead in those first two games of fantasy football, get a few wins, um, Zacherts will be that guy who will help you get there. He might not be a guy who will put up the same numbers at the end of the season as he was in the beginning of the season. But if you could rack up those wins beginning of the season with Zach Ertz, you're going to be set up well when it comes time when you're fighting for that playoff spot. Number 10, Mike Gusecki. Once again, a lot of mouths to feed. Great player. Talent's there. Unsure who's getting the ball. And that's all I'm going to say about him. My sleeper is Cole Komet. He's a guy you only have Darnell Mooney really right now in that wide receiver uh, room for the Bears. We're hoping Justin Fields can improve. You and I are both very high on him, I believe. Um, so I think Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney, they're going to be the two top guys who are getting all the targets within that offense this season. They might try and stop Cole Komet one week. They might try and stop Darnell Mooney another week just so they only have one target to focus on. But I think he's a guy in this right situation, if he could play well and the ball gets to him enough, I think he's be one of those better or better tight ends this season. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. That's a very – that's interesting. I, I, I do think Cole Komet – I mean, he's very talented. Obviously, the weapon's a little scarce in Chicago right now. Number one, Travis Kelsey, though, for me, I agree with you. Our top uh, – I believe our top three are, are all the same, and I think it's pretty consensus, honestly. I think Kelsey – Kelsey and Andrews is is very close, but Kelsey's just so consistent. And now that I think Tyree Kill's gone, I think Travis Kelsey is going to be even better. I mean, mm-hmm. there's more targets. I do think teams will focus more, even more on Kelsey, but this dude no, is so no. talented. It doesn't matter. It's not – they're not going to be able to stop him. They haven't been able to stop him for years now. So he's going to have a huge year. Not too much to explain there. Number two, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews had a fantastic season. He was the number one tight end last year. Lamar Jackson loves this guy. I think you trade Marquise Brown. This is another case where Mark Andrews could be having a senior. I think both these guys are well worth the high draft capital that they're probably going. I mean, these guys are probably both going in the second round, I would say, maybe late first. I think that's a little stretch, but I would take these guys in in the late second round if they're there. These guys are going to produce. They're going to be absolute machines this year. Mark Andrews. I just, I think it's so close between the two. I'm just putting Kelsey because he's just been the consistent guy and it's arguably one of the greatest top top five tight end of all time. I mean, he's he's an insane player. Number three, George Kittle. I feel like every year George Kittle gets a little overhyped. He does have those weeks where he's good, but George Kittle's just not been 
on the level of a Kelsey or Andrews in the past couple seasons. So he's number three for me. I still believe he's very good for the position. I think he's going to have a good year. It's just about health. He's been a little banged up these past few years. But George Kittle, he should be good. Just a little inconsistency we've seen in the past from him. If he can patch that together, he, you know, George Kittle, he should be just fine. He's going to be good. George Kittle, where where do you think? I guess his ADP is probably third, fourth round. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd probably pass on him at that spot. Fourth, I'd say. I'd probably pass on George Kittle, if I'm being honest, in the third, fourth round. I'd rather take a, a risk on some of these later guys. But, hey, George Kittle, the upside is definitely there. If he can boom more than he can bust. Obviously, that's for any guy. But I do believe George Kittle's boom is a 40-point performance, which is very, very enticing. So, George Kittle, number three. Number four, Darren Waller. I still put him above a guy like a Kyle Pitts. I think Darren Waller is still the man. He obviously kind of had a little disappointing of a season last year, I would say. I think people were expecting him to be a little bit better than he was. So I don't think he's in the top three. I think he's still going to be good. But like you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Can't get everyone the ball too many times. So Darren Waller, fourth for me. Number five, Kyle Pitts. Oh, Kyle Pitts is – it's tough to say. We've seen him have his moments, but – that quarterback situation is just so horrific. I do believe Kyle Pitts is going to see the ball a lot. Obviously, he's the the main guy down there. I mean, you obviously have him and Drake London. So both those guys should succeed. But Kyle Pitts, it's just an issue of who's getting them the ball. I guess Marcus Mariota is expected to start, obviously. But we will see. It's it's The jury's out on Kyle Pitts, his fantasy value. I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Just – an unfortunate situation to be in an Atlanta team that just really doesn't seem like they're in a place to compete for the the near future, at least. Number six, TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson had a really hot start last year. I really thought I was high on him going into the draft. He had a hot start, and then he kind of faded off a little bit, which was disappointing. I think he's going to be good. I, I wouldn't say he's a top five tight end. I think the kind of bottom tier of these guys is – I would say after Hawkinson, it kind of becomes a, a preferential pick. I think it's interchangeable between most of those guys. I do believe Hawkinson is a bit better than the guys from seven through ten. I think that it I think it will benefit him not having a pressure potentially that he had last year. I mean, you look at the weapons they had, they essentially had no one outside of DeAndre Swift. Now you bring in Jamison Williams will play. DJ Chark is there. So and I'm saying on Ross St. Brown, don't forget, he really broke out at the end of last season. So I do believe Hawkinson. He's going to have his opportunities. I'd like to see some more touchdowns with him, but still does have Jared Goff throwing the ball and still does have Dan Campbell calling this play. So ultimately can't be that good of a, a situation for Hawkinson. So number six, number seven, I got your Dallas Cowboy, Dalton Schultz. I think there's a lot of opportunity for Schultz. I think there's a lot of targets. He was a good piece last year. Obviously they couldn't come to terms on a long-term extension, but I think he'll be a good piece this year. So Dalton Schultz, number seven for me. Number eight, Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Gunner's fine. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere near to what the deal he signed for was. But at the end of the day, he should be a fine tight end. He's going to have those good weeks. He's going to have those disappointing weeks. That's just how some of these tight ends are. But Dallas Goddard, he'll be good. And you should see, I think, a little bit of increased volume volume from last year. Obviously, doesn't have to deal with Zach Ertz being there, which he didn't have to deal with them the second half of the year. But for the part of the year he did at least. Number nine, David Njoku. Just think that huge deal. Austin Hooper, no longer there. I think David Njoku, especially, I mean, obviously the Sean Watson thing is very contingent with everything because Deshaun Watson's playing probably a top 10 top ten quarterback, 
Amari Cooper all of a sudden gets looked at as a top 10 wide receiver potentially. And then David Njoku could even shoot up even more. I think he's going to have a big year. I think if Deshaun's throwing the ball for more than 10 games, I think he could have a fantastic season. I think the Browns believe in this kid. They won't give him the money if they didn't. He got a huge deal that, I mean, that really, Mike Gesicki, the guy after him on the list, and Dalton Schultz, those guys must have cried tears of joy when David Njoku inked that deal, just completely changing the tight end market potentially. So good for him. He getting his money, and I think he's going to have a good year. So he's number nine for me. And number 10, Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, the talent is there. Just the production was so week to week. And he went through a lot. He went through a stretch where it was just nothing. There was nothing there. He's shown that he can have those good weeks, but I don't know. To be honest, there's no one better. I'd put it number 10. So I'm going Mike Kosicki. Sleeper tight end. It's so tough to, to have a sleeper at this position. I do like your pick of Cole Komet. Um, the, the Broncos tight end, Albert. I'm not even going to try to botch his last name. Is Albert um, Yeah. I think he'll be good. Um it's tough. Tight end's a tough position to really have a true sleeper. I feel like it's so system based and there's just, I feel like any sleeper is just a guy who's going to produce like the back end. So it, it's tough for me to really say who I would classify as a sleeper per se. Um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I don't have a good pick, but yeah, those are my top 10 tight ends. And I'll honestly just jump us to the defense. I mean, we're not going to spend too much time on defense and kicker here. Um, but I got Colts number one. I do like their defense and the fact that they play in the AFC South, I think it's also appealing just because you have two matchups, with the Texans, two matchups with the Jaguars and the Titans, they're not going to be the best offensive team. So you get two matchups of them. Obviously you've got Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, going to be a good team, good defense, Bills, Ravens, Pats, just historically good defenses recently. And, and especially the Ravens, they really added. So I'm, I think they're going to have a good year. Got the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. What's not to like there fantasy-wise? You add Bobby Wagner. Niners, that D-line is elite. Eagles, they go and add Bradbury and Jordan Davis. Browns have a great D-line, a very underrated secondary. They could honestly shoot up. Just a very tough division for them with the Ravens, the Bengals. Steelers are eh, but a tough division. And then I got the Broncos at nine. Again, really tough division. Tough to put any of these AFC West teams here because you got six matchups against elite offenses. And then number 10, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're, that defense will be solid, as, as it has been the last few years. So that's that's my top 10 defense. You want to go defense and then kicker, and then I'll yep. end it with the kicker. Do it, all right. Uh, so my list looks a little different than yours, or at least the positioning of some of these teams and some of the teams that are on it. I start off with the Bills. I think they've been one of that top, those top defense the past few years. You have Trey White. You have some great safeties. You have a great D-line. Um and what's really important in fantasy football is getting those turnovers and not allowing a lot of yards. And I think the Bills are one of those defenses that do that. Buccaneers, same thing. They've been great for the past few seasons, ever since they got Tom Brady. Um, the defense has also risen since he's been there. Um, third, 49ers, nothing much to say with them. The past few seasons have been great. Four, you ha- I have the Colts where you had them at number one. Great defense. Saints, I think they've been one of those great fantasy defenses year in and year out. Uh, no matter who they've had on that defensive side of the ball, they just somehow always end up towards the top when it comes to defensive rankings at the end of the season. Six, uh, my Cowboys, I just think the turnovers that they've been getting are important in fantasy football. They might not be one of the better defenses in the league when it comes to real life, but I think fantasy football um, and turnovers, that's going to help the Cowboys jump up a little bit. Dolphins, they have their great secondary. That'll help them get some turnovers. 
Eight Packers, once again, another great secondary. Nine Rams, another great secondary, great defensive line, great linebackers. Um, they're also a team that I think should and could be um, one of those top three defenses by the end of the year. And then 10, I have the Patriots a little bit lower than you. And then now to the kickers, if it lets me switch. There we go. Not much to say about the kickers, but the two criteria I kind of really focus on when it comes to ranking kickers is the kicker's talent and really the offense of the team that they're on. Are they going to be scoring the ball a lot? Um, and that's how I really determine my kicker position ranking. So number one, I have Justin Tucker, two, Matt Gay, three, Tyler Bass, four, Evan McPherson, five, Daniel Carlson, six, Harrison Bucker, seven, Brandon McManus, eight, Matt Prater, nine, Jake Elliott, and 10, Nick Folk. All right, let's round this. Let's, let's end this podcast off with my kickers. Justin Tucker, number one, I think that's pretty consensus. Tyler Bass, you just got to look for a team. You got to either look for a kicker who's just so good, or you got to look for a team that just scores so many points. Tyler Bass, Harrison Bucker, Carlson, these teams are all going to score points. Evan McPherson, Money Mack, got to put him in the top five. Matt Gay, another team that's going to be good offensively. Jason Sanders, I think he's a good kicker. This Dolphins team should score points. Young White Koo. Hey, Falcons aren't going to get in the end zone a lot. I don't think so. Should be a lot of field goal opportunities for him. Chris Boswell, one of the more efficient kickers, and Mason Crosby. Rounding out my top 10. That was fun, Mac. I like going through the top 10. I know it's still early, but July 17th, fantasy season is going to be here before you know it. Yep, we have about a month until we start getting these drafts going, and I'm sure Griffin and my lists are going to be switching up as we get closer to the actual NFL season and as that and as preseason comes about us in only a couple of weeks, only like three weeks before we start seeing some preseason action. I think that's when we're really going to get into some of this NFL stuff. So I'm excited to see what the rest of this summer has leading up to the NFL. We're going to have a lot of baseball and MLB content coming out. Um, so excited to be back on this for a little while. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be fun. going to be a fun time in sports. I mean, it's crazy. Football starts in less than two months now. It's, it's amazing. It's You blink your eye, and all of a sudden, it's football season. But with that being said, that will do it for this episode of Outside the Arena. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on our socials at Outside the Arena Podcast. Our Instagrams will be in the description below. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Outside the Arena. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you all next week on Outside the Arena.